0: Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with the Introvert Unbound podcast. For this episode, I wanna talk about introverts and romantic chemistry. The article is up on the Introvert Unbound blog. You can go to introvertunbound.com and read it there. I'm gonna talk about this topic and I'm also going to tie it into a recent experience I had, and I didn't talk about that in the article. So chemistry, right? We all know that if a romantic relationship is gonna work, there needs to be two components, connection and chemistry. Folks have not necessarily broken it down in that way in terms of other dating coaches or dating advice websites, but after years of studying this stuff and coaching, I realized that's the best way to look at things, connection and chemistry. So we all know that connection, it's shared values, meshing personalities, it goes into more depth, but you know if you have connection, if you really get along with somebody and you share a lot of views on the world, doesn't have to be everything, but you know if it's there or not. A lot of times you have a connection with a best friend, stuff like that, but obviously there is a deeper component to that, and that is a kind of sexual attraction, but it's more than just sexual attraction, it's chemistry. So a lot of people will say, yeah, it's just about attraction and then the connection component. No, attraction is a piece of it, but it's not all of it, and here's why. So attraction is when you're drawn to a person. So you can be drawn to a person initially for various reasons, including physical appearance, their status, right? If there's some musician up on stage or something like that, their personality, all these things, you're attracted to them. So you're drawn to them. I want to get closer to them. I want to find out more about them. And a lot of this is talking about from the woman's perspective, it could be vice versa, but a lot of this is from the woman's perspective because we all know that women are the real gatekeepers of the sexual relationship, right? Women tend to be pickier than men. Not all women, we all know that, but for the most part, that's the case. So a lot of times women can be attracted to somebody and then they get close to them, they go out on a date with them, they even just talk to them, and they find, oh, there's no chemistry. And what does that even mean? That sparks, the sparks will fly. That's that indefinable something that really brings you together. And a lot of times we think it's just about physical attraction, right? In terms of, oh, that person is sexually appealing on the outside, therefore, I'm going to want to bang them, or I'm going to want to really get close to them. But if that was the case, then every good-looking guy could sleep with every single woman on the planet, and we all know that that's not true. So there's other things involved, and of course, it's that connection component, but it's also the chemistry component. So what does this have to do with introverts? And didn't I say I was going to talk about something personal? Yeah, well, I'm going to get into the introvert first part of it first. So for those of us introverts who tend to be quiet and reserved, maybe we don't make that much of a splash in terms of going out to a bar and chatting up women and stuff like that. I've worked a lot on my conversation skills, so I do okay in that department, but just say that you yourself are not somebody who is really that great at chatting up a woman. Of course, you can learn, you can get better at it, but let's just say you're not good at it now and you'll never be good at it. A lot of times we'll look to extroverted men who get this attention. They're loud and they're, you know, saying lots of stuff and they're charismatic and things like that, on the outside at least, and they get this attention. And we think, oh great, that's you know, I can't compete with that. But here's the thing: just because you get in the door in that way does not mean you're gonna get all the way. So that has a lot to do with the chemistry component. So yes, extroverts are more likely to have more at bats, but they're actually, ironically, more likely to have more rejections because they're, I wouldn't say artificially, but they're getting in the door probably when they shouldn't just because of their personality and being able to put their personality out there. So the good news for introverts is that you don't need all that flash, right? All you need to do is get on their radar. And if you can't get on a woman's radar, you probably need some coaching. And we do coaching at IntrovertUnbound.com. But that aside, so if you get in the door with them and that chemistry is there, something you don't really have any control over, it's gonna do a lot of the work for you. And Once that electricity is in the air, you don't even need to compete with those loud extroverts anymore. You've got it locked down if you have that connection as well. And this also applies to guys who might not be, let's just say, conventionally good looking. Just because you don't catch a woman's eye does not mean she won't be into you sexually even if you start talking to her. So a lot of times, like, oh, well, she has not looking at me. Who cares? Go talk to the person. There can be chemistry there. And, you know, a lot of times if go out, maybe not, not as much in the bars because that's the young people crowd. But go out to some restaurants, some nice restaurants during, you know, early evening, on the weekends, and see how many very attractive women are with some not particularly physically attractive men. And of course, there's personality components, there's other things going on there, maybe their status, but chances are, if they're in a relationship, it's because of chemistry. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about my recent experience with chemistry, and then I'll pick back up with some of this more conceptual discussion. So, Not that long ago I was seeing a woman and it seemed like it was going pretty well. She checked all my boxes. I checked her boxes from what she told me. We went out several times over a couple few months and we each had to take trips. So there was a lot of in between time between dates. There was always something that felt like a wall that was up, but, On paper, it seemed to go really well, and she kept agreeing to going on more dates. And then, I'm not gonna get into all the specifics, but she started being a little bit less responsive, and then finally, after a while, I just said, what's going on here? And she said, I'm so sorry, and in so many words, she basically said, there wasn't chemistry. Now, at the time, because this understanding of chemistry is something that finally just recently clicked after this incident, and then it, I pieced it together based on all these other things that had happened to me over my life. So I started to realize, wait, what's going on here? So you went on this many dates with me to find out that you didn't find me at all good looking? And she's like, no, it, it was not that I didn't find you good looking. And that kind of blew my mind, because as a guy, we tend to be like, well, if she's good looking, there's sexual chemistry, right? But of course the reality is I think back to situations or women I've dated where on the outside, I'm like, wow, I really like what she looks like, and then some reason the bedroom just wasn't clicking, right? And then vice versa, oh, maybe this woman doesn't have the body type I think I like aesthetically, but for some reason it's amazing. So she wasn't able to articulate that exact term chemistry, but that's what I picked up on. Because if she hadn't been attracted to my face or my body, I mean, it wouldn't have gotten this far. She wouldn't have clicked on my online dating profile. We wouldn't have had a online chat, wouldn't have met up. We wouldn't have met up repeated times, right? If she was like, oh, this guy is gross. So that's not all that's going on with looks. It's, it's deeper than that there's more to it than that. And I started to understand other situations where, for instance, it seemed to be going well, you're dating for a little while, and then it just falls off. And then the woman doesn't give any explanation. And it's because she doesn't really know. It's the chemistry thing. It's this indefinable thing. She can't really put a finger on it because she's like, oh, I don't find, I don't like your face. It's like, that's, Probably not it, right? So it's a really important thing to understand. I don't know why most TV shows that even get into the concept of sexual attraction don't really bring this up, but there is something that goes really deep into maybe our DNA that determines whether there is real chemistry. And I'll get into more of that in a second. But I think, for instance, why it didn't occur to me before is because, yeah, men, we tend not to be as, you know, attuned to the chemistry component. Like I said, if we find somebody physically attractive, we're good. And because men were more hot to trot in the bedroom, we're just like, whatever, let's give it a try. But you gotta think back, there's probably situations where that's been the case for you. And does that mean, oh, every single relationship that a woman is in, there's chemistry? No, a lot of times there isn't. And they might have, the men might have other qualities that compensate for it, like a great personality, extremely good looking, super high status. So the woman can overlook that lack of chemistry or fool herself into thinking it's really there. I mean, think of it this way. Who's who's a Hollywood male celebrity woman like? I don't even know anymore. You know, I keep thinking about Tom Cruise, but that's back in the day. The modern day Tom Cruise, whoever the hell that is. Lots of women look at their photo or see them in a movie and like, oh, I would totally bang Tom Cruise. And then they go and meet with Tom Cruise and they have their opportunity. Yeah, I'll, a lot of women would still probably go through with it, right? No matter what but how many of them actually would have chemistry with Tom Cruise? Probably not a ton of them, but it wouldn't even matter, right? All those other things would overwhelm that, or you know, they're starstruck and stuff like that, but over time, they would probably figure that out. That's just an extreme example that is not that relevant, <laughs> but I think it does illustrate that there are other things that can weigh the equation in other ways and of course you just really are like a person you want it to work you can probably be in a relationship with them then maybe it's a marriage where there isn't a lot of sex and that does over time um limit the bonds and all that so you have to have both that connection and the chemistry but um it also applies in situations where maybe there's some random hookup you meet somebody at a bar and you sleep with them quickly. And then, you know, maybe even go out to breakfast or something like that. So you did have some time to hang out a little bit. And then whatever was there the night before was gone. Or you didn't figure that out and she just stopped calling you. And you're like, what the hell happened there? There could have been a lot of things that are going on. And one of them could be that lack of chemistry. You don't know. Unfortunately, there's rarely a post-mortem People tend to just ghost when they don't want to talk to people anymore. And it's really unfortunate because we can all learn from that. And I do try to let women know what's going on typically in a non-mean way. And I'll often I'll tell some white lies if it would just hurt their feelings, but I will give them the gist of why things aren't working out. But hey, so if you're a woman listening to this. Be honest with the guy, you just have to text him one last time and it could be a lot of closure, but whatever. If you're a guy listening, you should do that as well, obviously. So another thing that ties in with chemistry or does not tie in with chemistry is online dating. That's why it's so bad, particularly for a lot of women because you don't know from a photo if you're gonna have chemistry. There's just no way of knowing whatsoever. And I've said this to women before. If you're a woman who's got her stuff together, you know, you're good looking enough and you still can't find your boyfriend or husband, I'm sorry, honey, but it's because you swiped left on him. You probably swiped left on multiple men who you very well might have fallen for had you met them because you would have found that you have chemistry with them. So... Obviously, the nature of online dating is that you don't know that, but that's an argument for maybe you should relax some of your standards, which might actually be a bit arbitrary, and I'm not going to get into all that on this podcast. Let's see what else is going on here. All right, what is chemistry? What is it, right? What does that even mean? Well, I don't think science has figured this out. I've read a bunch about it, and there are theories. We don't know, but there's a good chance it has something to do with pheromones. So just these chemicals we squirt. So that's why the term chemistry is so relevant, because it's literally about chemicals, potentially. And we know this because you have to be in close proximity to figure out if you have chemistry. You can't really do it via Skype. You can't tell if you have sexual chemistry with somebody via Skype. So it could just be these pheromones, you squirt them out, it's the right one for this person. It can also tie into immunity. So maybe through these pheromones, we realize that there is complementary immune systems, as in let's say, a woman, she is immune to a particular disease or has a strong immunity to a particular disease, but a weak immunity to another disease. She meets somebody who has a strong immunity to that other disease, you know, and vice versa. So there's complementary components that could maybe result in procreation where there's a child that has strong immunity across the board. That's, that's a stab in the dark in terms of science, but It seems to make the most sense. Keep in mind, however, that this chemistry does not appear to discriminate based on race. So it's not about, oh, you have to be of a certain ethnicity to share that. No, that's definitely not the case because we all know inbreeding is actually really bad for genetics. So don't think that that is a reason to be discriminating in terms of race. So here's something that is also worth pondering, and I don't have the answer to this, but can you have a one-way chemistry and not back in the other direction? Is that even possible? Because if this concept of complementary immune systems is true, wouldn't it be on both sides? Well, an easy answer is you're not really having chemistry with this person you're mistaking it for something else if it's not mutual. Or it could be that the chemistry is there, but one of the parties does not notice it because maybe they're on certain drugs or substances, you know, including birth control. There are a lot of studies that show that women are attracted to different kinds of men when they're on birth control, which is really interesting. There could be some social pressure, you've just decided in your mind that this type of person doesn't work, or you know they don't have some physical trait that you think is really important, like women with the six foot thing. I'm over six feet, whatever, but I'm gonna tell you right now, ladies, that is super arbitrary. <laughs> I don't know what the centimeters equivalent is in Europe, but European women don't worry about Men being that exact amount of centimeters. So keep in mind that anytime you might prefer a taller guy, that's totally fine. That's your preference. But if it's based on six feet exactly, it's super arbitrary. And that could be a reason, oh, well, we do have this chemistry, but yeah, he's 5'11 and three quarters. Doesn't make the cut. Ridiculous. Same with you, men. If you're like, well, you know, I prefer blondes and she's a brunette. Or you, I prefer women with huge tits and her breasts are smaller. The chemistry's there, stop being an idiot. And the prejudice could come into play as well. So you could have a very strong dislike for certain types of people. And then that's just the way it is, or it could be lots of other things. You know, your connection component you might, feel connection with certain folks and then you rule out people right away and don't even see if there's chemistry, which frankly is actually a good idea, not prejudice, but the idea of if you just have chemistry with somebody and not connection, man, you wanna actually avoid that in my opinion because that is what creates at best kind of friction and disappointment and divorce, and bad breakups. At worst, it's a disaster. So any of the times you hear about just some awful relationships, but the sex is good, that's what's going on there. There's not that true connection, but there's strong chemistry. It's not enough, it's gotta be both. But it can't be just one of them. So chemistry is really, really important. The beautiful thing is there's nothing to do about it. That's the bummer, right? Oh, if it's not there, it's not there with this other woman I met. I'm like, oh man, uh, I wish I could have done something differently because in my mind of self development coaching, oh, I'm sure there is a way I could have reached her. It's not really. And maybe it's for the best, right? Maybe she sensed something deep down that our chemicals did not align and it wasn't a good idea. And That's why women are the gatekeepers, because us men are not as discerning in that way. So that's all I really have to say about the chemistry concept. If you have some ideas about it, feel free to email me at wes at introvertunbound.com. I just wanted to go into something that I had had a bit of revelation about and... Like always, I find a lot of the information on dating out there to be just basically copy and pasting, just this conventional wisdom stuff. So I wanted to go a bit deeper on this topic and feel free to disagree with me. Feel free to come up with other concepts. I'd love to hear them. This is all kind of a work in progress. I like to figure this stuff out and I think I'm on to something with this. You tell me what you think. Take care, y'all. Hey folks, this is Wes Colton, coach, CEO, and founder of Introvert Unbound. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and got something out of it, and I hope you stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing on Podbean, iTunes, or however else you found us. If you yourself are an introvert and resonate with our message, I also recommend you go to introvertunbound.com and sign up for our free monthly email newsletter with our latest articles, videos, and other introvert-related stuff. And if you're really looking to level up your dating, social, and work life, email me at introvertunbound at gmail.com for your free half-hour, zero-obligation online consult to help you come up with a game plan to harness your strengths, shore up your weaknesses, and become the Introvert Unbound.